I just see you out there, Kevin. I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours. Arizona Sports, our son's mega mind, Kellen Olsen, joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns now. Kellen Olsen is here. Everybody get excited. I would advise you pull over if you're driving right now and <laughs> sit on the side of the road and listen for the next 10 minutes. The whole point is we get them through the commute. We don't lengthen their commute. Oh, yeah. I'm Come sorry. on, Luke. And then, what are you doing? To everybody else, when you see people pulling over because they're listening to Kellen Olsen, now's your chance to go. <laughs> That's right. Killer's getting ready to riff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kellen. Um, how you doing, buddy? Great. Are you wearing a hoodie in what feels like July? It's mid-October. We have to make a stand. It's been too long. I have to be in a hoodie at some point after September. All right. I don't care that it's 90 degrees out right now. I've had enough. It was 70 in the morning. That was enough for me to put it on. Wait a minute. Are are you one of these guys? You get chilly? You get chilly from No, I just just like being comfortable. And a hoodie is the most comfortable wear of clothing that we can socially wear that's, like, acceptable. Like, if I wear shorts at a game, I get dirty looks everywhere, and I've never done that before. But if I wear a hoodie, I can get away with it so it's comfy yeah, yeah well, why can't we all just dress to be comfy is that okay i did turn the air down to three degrees in the studio so kellen actually looks like a genius right sweatpants now. wednesdays <laughs> who's in at the office i think most of uh, come on i think the entire country was doing that two years ago all right kellen um let's start here with the suns in the season that's coming up wolf and i were just talking about this about an hour ago uh i still have high expectations and hopes for this team but i am a little concerned about the depth and i know that's something that can be addressed after the season begins, but where are you just specifically on how deep this year's team is compared to last year and the year before? I think even looking back at last year's team, there were some areas where you thought they could make some additions, and the fact that they didn't make additions and then also just lost a little bit of their depth as as well without really replacing it is is concerning. I, I do think that the pieces are there, and I can see the logic behind what they're trying to do because if you get the campaign, I don't even want to say the campaign from two years ago because two years ago he was arguably the best backup point guard in the league. They do not make the NBA Finals without campaign. Everyone mm-hmm. remembers those first two games of the Western Conference Finals. The second one in particular, everyone's going to remember the value, but they should remember the way that he played. It was, in my opinion, one of the best like individual postseason performances point. in Suns great history point. just based on the context. He's filling in for Chris freaking Paul in the Western Conference Finals. He was amazing. Last year, he struggled a bit more. I have a story up on ArizonaSports.com about him right now that kind of went through reasons to be maybe more optimistic than you thought given the way that he played. So if you get the campaign closer to two years ago than a year ago, and then you don't have the Landry Shaman that you did last year, which I think... Landry gave a bad first impression to a lot of Suns fans because that was the worst year of his career so far. But previously, he was a he was a competent rotation player to say the least, and there's some upside for him to be more. But but even if those two guys are going, you kind of look at this depth that they have right now, and you kind of wonder where the extra offense comes from. And I think that was something that a lot of us had at the top of our wish list for them going into the off season, and they didn't really add anything to it. That's where you look at the Jay Crowder situation going on right now, and you wonder if they're going to be able to add someone who can help them on the offensive end a bit. But they do have confident pieces. Like It's not to downplay the chances of Damian Lee, Josh Okoji, Jock Landale being guys who can contribute to winning consistently in the regular season, but you just worry about when they run into these problems in the postseason again. Like, can campaign and Landry Shamit carry a regular season offense off, off the bench? I do think that they can to a certain extent, but once you get to the postseason, that's where it gets mm. a lot more challenging, and that's where the concerns start to come in for me. So how about James Jones in regard to Jay Crowder and whether or not Jay Crowder is going to be here? Do you think James Jones, Keller, let me, let me ask you this. Mm. Do you think James Jones might be hoping somehow, some way, Jay Crowder has a change of mind and comes back and plays? 
Man, I'm not sure. I think this is the old toothpaste, and once it comes out, you know, you can't put it back in. I do think it's kind of one of those situations. I I think Jay's had a really close bond with this team over the last two years and his teammates specifically. That's something Wolf that came up with DeAndre too during this whole thing over the last like month and people saying like, is he going to play hard when him and Monty aren't talking? And by the way, Dwayne Rankin clarified, spoke with him one-on-one, they are talking now. But to that point, DeAndre cares so much about playing for his teammates and he's got really close bonds with those guys that it, I was never questioning the way that he was going to play on the court for those guys at all because he's playing for them and himself more than anyone else. So for that, See, that point... worries me. Killer. It that does? Worries me. Yeah, it does worry me. When a guy, I, I, when a guy says, I'm going to play for my teammates, it does worry me. I can see that. With with Jay specifically, though, I, I do wonder if that's where we're stretching a bit too much, and I honestly think that we are. The, the holdup here is that James Jones and his philosophies, from what we've been able to understand from them, at least from afar, is that that depth that we're talking about, so many teams in this situation the Suns are in right now would just trade Jay Crowder for two second-round picks or a late-protected first-round pick and a salary dump or whatever. That is not what this team is going to do. They want to get a rotation player back, and if you go back to Gambo's reporting about Boyan Bogdanovich, to get Boyan Bogdanovich, the Suns had to give up two mid-level salaries to reach that, and that would have been giving up two rotation players for one. And then Gambo reported they wanted Jared Vanderbilt back as well because you want that equal swap back. You don't want to lose even more depth. And I think that's really what's holding them up right now is just finding the right deal because the teams that want Jay Crowder are teams that want to be deep. So they don't, they don't want to give up an additional sort of player for that, but James Jones is kind of waiting right now and trying to get that right deal. And it, the longer they have to wait, I don't want to say it's a problem because I don't think it is, but once we get to January, it's like okay, now now we've waited a couple of months, and you're you're wondering if it's going to happen at that point. Uh, we're talking to Kellen Olson, of course. There's a, a story up on ArizonaSports.com referencing that Yahoo report that said the Suns were looking at Jordan Clarkson or KJ Martin as uh, as possible Jay Crowder replacements, I guess at least depth wise. What do you think of those two names, both in terms of how they would fit, Kellen, and how feasible getting somebody like that would be? Because with Utah, I keep coming back to why would they want Jay Crowder unless they're going to swing him in another trade for a pick? Yeah, kind of like the way Detroit got Bogdanovich and you just kind of assume he's going to leave there by the trade deadline, but he's there to help a young team. So maybe that's what they would want to see in Jay. But Clarkson is interesting to discuss, at least, because he's not really a Suns type of player with the way that he plays. He's a very ball-dominant scorer. But with that being said, the way that he can score the ball, albeit inefficiently with wild shot selection, not even at times, you know, I say, like, at times it's kind of this. It's it's mostly wild shot selection <laughs> at all times. <laughs> it mostly is, like... All times compared to ad times, it's more all times than ad times with Jordan Clarkson, but he can really score the ball, and he has those, we've seen those guys in the sport over the years, guys, where they just get hot for you on that night you really need it, and he does that time after time for all the teams he's been on over the years, and that's the kind of offensive pot that we've been talking about, so I think it's something that has to at least be discussed. I'm not sure if it's exactly the guy that they need. K.J. Martin's really interesting. He, he's a very hyper-athletic player. And that's something my podcast co-host Kevin Zerman has brought up time after time with this team is just lacking those high-end athletes, and K.J. Martin is one of them. He's a great rebounder, which is something Monty Williams wants, and he's a, he's a good defender as well and is kind of finding his, his niche right now in terms of how he becomes a, an effective offensive player in his role. But he's, he's interesting as well. I, again, I just go to Houston, though, and I just wonder, okay, like, how, would they want Jay Crowder exactly? Would they be able to flip him later? If James Jones is having this much trouble dealing him now, how confident are you that you're going to be able to flip him later? It's, it's a tightrope they're walking right now. So in the next coming week here, do you think they get a deal done? Do you think there's any moves from James Jones? 
I don't think so because the timing is is the problem, Wolf. If if this was, and I'm not sure when this exactly started in terms of trying to look for a new home for him, but if this would have been done around the draft when these teams' rosters didn't even really exist yet, they didn't even know what their teams looked like, it would have been a lot easier to deal him. But now everyone's roster is complete, and the majority of the teams around the league are like, yeah, we like our team right now. Yeah. And most of those are really good teams. Now the bad teams, they probably don't like their roster as much, but they're not looking to give something up for Jay Crowder in that kind of situation. So I think that you have to wait six to eight weeks here probably to really see which teams start to fall off, which team has a significant injury. That's where you look at one right. of those big-time contenders, and if they lose their starting power forward for the next three months, they look at that Jay Crowder talk they had two months ago, and they're like, oh, man, okay, we need to jump back into that. We really need this guy. We're trying to win a championship this year. That's kind of the change that you're looking for in some of maybe the more high-end targets, like two guys that have been brought up a lot and someone I've brought up over the summer are Harrison Barnes and Kyle Kuzma, the Kings. Like, if they start to go south, if the Wizards start to go south. Those are two power forwards with, with real offense that could help them. Kellen, next time you're here, I'm going to wear a hoodie. As long as I know that you're going to be here ahead of so time. So cool. Cool, man. start this movement. It's going to hey, be great. I'm Except more of the color. It's a little soft. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's that's rough. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Hey, at least I feel comfortable it's, it's in my hoodie while I'm getting assaulted it's, it's, about my would you, hoodie. It's, it's wow. mint or something. Out of all like six that, hosts, Wolf, it? it had to be you. I'm so sad right <laughs> now. The one, the one host he respects, and look what happens. Oh, Kellen, thanks a lot, man. We'll have you back. Thanks, guys. Shortly.